Doug South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DougSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here your host, Rocky LaFleur. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the butt. Josh Webb. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your butt. I'm part of And Jake LaTondres. I'm bad news. Also starring Rob Crew. I bet this guy's into the woods a hundred bucks. And Bradley Ramsey. Bill Martin inside. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody. Showtime. Welcome to the End of the Line podcast. I'm Rocky LaFleur in the Duck Shop Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. Joining me today, Bill Cooksey, Jeff Foles. Guys, how are y'all? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Sun shining, and it's supposed to keep shining for about a week, and I don't know when we've had a weather forecast like that, so I'm happy. Yeah, me too. We got the same thing in Illinois. We went from tornadoes and windstorms last night to nice weather. So, yeah, I'm ready for it. And, hey, I'm going to throw a little quick politics in here because it has to do with my job. Uh, If people (laughs) don't know it, President Trump just authorized the spending we've been asking for for the Everglades to help move in the right direction to save that entire ecosystem and fisheries down there. So, cool. uh, awesome. you know, the president did something good on the environmental front, folks. Awesome. Oh, no. That's great. They'll twist that around. They'll <laughs> twist that around and screw it up on the news. <laughs> I hey, got hey, with I, you, but I never know which side they, which side works, man, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, for years and years, CNN was the was the source to get where you went to get unbiased news. They just told you the news. Uh-huh. No opinion, you know, put on the side of it. Uh-huh. And now, outside of Fox News, which, good Lord, it drives me just as crazy as NBC, MSNBC oh, and CNN. I can't handle either one of them. Yeah. But the thing about it is, if if all of your stories, let's just either Fox News or the other side. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's pro Trump, then it's anti Pelosi, uh, all mm-hmm. the Schumer, all the other leaders of um, mm-hmm. the Democrats right now. Bur- you know, uh, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, blah blah blah. Then if you go to the other side, it's all anti Trump, pro Pelosi, Schumer. Sanders, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Warren. That's not news. That that's an opinion. That's a slanted. It's a slanted story that you're giving. Well, media has become more and more dominated by what are people who are really more pundits than they are journalists. Uh, there's no money in journalism. There are no clicks in journalism. There are no writings in journalism, but there are in being a a pundit or a hack. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just, that's where we've 
gotten, um, even as, that's what we consume. That's what we click on Facebook and, and read. Um, mm-hmm. If it's not inflammatory, who cares? I, I told someone the other day that we were talking about uh, how to get more people viewing something on Facebook. I said, we have to start a fight. You don't start a fight, nobody's going to look. You know, you know, ESPN announced today, they they just hired about a month ago a new CEO and president of ESPN. And one of the major changes that he's bringing about is not allowing any sports analyst to give political views uh, during Sports Center or any that ESPN awesome. production. Mm-hmm. That and, awesome. and that's been going on for 10 or 15 years now. I'm sitting yeah. here thinking, Disney's one of the most successful companies out there, owns ESPN. Mm-hmm. It took them that long to realize that political commentary should not be part of a football game? Right, exactly. Yeah, and it shouldn't be part of, um, if I want to look at Bassmaster magazine, it shouldn't be part of that. If I want to look at a DU magazine or go to a DU dinner, I don't want to hear politics. I want to hear about ducks. I want to hear, and maybe some way down the line, it all rhymes together, but I don't want to hear, but I've seen them run off so many people because of that, you know, and mm-hmm. it stay out of the politics, you know, when you're having that event, you know, you can put a, put your, you know, in the magazine where they've got a letter to the editors or, or commentary on a bill or something. I get that. I get that totally. But mm-hmm. I don't want to go to a, I don't want to go to a DU event and sit down and next to my napkin down there's a political uh, you know, some kind of a post, you know, or a brochure, vote for this guy. Well, I don't want to do that. That's not what I came there for, you know. I came yeah. there to, to support the deal, give me some money, eat supper, have a good time, have some fellowship, and have a good time. I don't want to deal with that. And I've seen people walk out because of that before, you know. And, and uh, But you was talking about the news. During the election, I like to wore my remote out going from Fox to MSNBC or CNN or whatever, and I've been all this stuff. I found out there's the only place I could just find out what's happening in the world, and that was, uh, you ever watch Robin Mead? I'm trying to think the name channel she's on, but her name is Robin Mead, M-E-A-D-E. She just tells the news, they just tell the news, and that's what it is, and it's in the weather, and it's done deal, and they laugh and joke, and they don't politically make anything, so that's usually what, if I watch the news, that's usually what I'm watching anymore. Uh, you know, the the Weather Channel is another fine example. We'll get back into your story in just a second. The Weather Channel is one of the finest examples of losing their base. The people that consistently watched the Weather Channel that had money to spend with advertisers were conservative old white men. Mm-hmm. And then, then the Weather Channel, when NBC bought them, allowed politics in. And everything that you hear... Has some some kind of political uh, liberal slant to it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, no, but I don't want to. Just tell me the freaking weather. Most of <laughs> well, I tell you how to do that. Really, <laughs> most of us live in, and work in an echo chamber. We surround ourselves with people who think the way we do, even on social media to to a point. Social media has changed that somewhat, but generally in a bad way. Um, and, and even people in those career fields, they're surrounded by other people who that's how they think, and they're they're shocked mm-hmm. when they find out other people don't uh, think mm-hmm. that way. And right. I think we're all that way. The first time right. from down here where most hunters are white conservative dudes, and you go somewhere out west and you meet a mountain hippie who's a killer, yet he's 
politically liberal, which is shocking when that happens. Mm-hmm. First. Um, mm-hmm. And then you realize, wow, there are a lot of those out there. And, and, yeah. Um, but people have to get out of that bubble and that echo chamber. And, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, but it's tough because they, you have to learn to decipher it, obviously, on the news and um, and like work your I, way through it. I, I don't care. I, I, I don't. I don't care if it's conservative slanted or or or, or mm-hmm. liberal slanted. I, I really do not care. But if I watch Weather Channel, like I said, I just want to see the weather. Mm-hmm. I don't want uh, your, your opinion of global warming. I, I would say <laughs> the, the Weather Channel died because of smartphones more than anything. But exactly, uh, no, that's what that I was going to say. You want to get away from that? We we talked about on. spending some serious money at the Weather Channel at one point. That'd been good money spent, I'm gonna say. At that time, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we got close, but then the iPhones and everything else were coming out, and it's like, yeah, this may not be where we need to be, but because it was going to yeah, be I a mean, lot. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last time I looked at any any kind of a weather channel. I listened to the weather on TV, anything. I mean, you got a weather channel app, and you just punch it up there, and you got your exact town, exactly what's going to happen for a week on there. So. You know, and you yeah. look at it daily. So I never look at it. I don't have to listen to anything. <laughs> and I don't even right. listen to talk. So, but yeah, you know, uh, I, I go to ESPN. Tell me the score. Who won the game? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't yeah. care about Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter and cops and blacks fighting. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, not while I, you're I, watching that show. Not while I'm trying That's to get a score. That's not what you were there for. Exactly. That's what I was saying about the DU events. A lot of them sometimes too. I've heard these. You know, those. I'm like, dude, I just come here to to grab something to eat, talk to all my buddies, bid on a couple things. It's an event I've been waiting to have. I don't want to listen to all this stuff. I want to listen to listen at home. I don't want to listen to stuff. I, if, you know, same thing with fishing. I threw Bassmaster away years ago because all it was big political ran in there. You know, years ago, race guys go off on this big deal. I'm like, dude, I don't want to hear that. I just want to read about bass fishing. <laughs> and fish don't care who president. <laughs> anyway. No. Yeah, I, no. Just, I don't like mixing. My, I don't like mixing my pleasure with all that. You know, what I mean, and and he was talking about different sides. You know, and like like Bill said, it's the best about the echo deal. You know, most people, I think most people follow what their parents did. You know. You know, whatever their parachute or whatever. But, you know, I've always tried to follow what my living is, you know, how I make my money. You know, I mean, that's what you got to, at the end of the road, you got to make how you make your money. I mean, and I was, you know, I was uh, a union man. I still am for, for, you know, 40 years, 45 years, you know. So, you know, you know which way you vote that way. You vote your pocketbook, you know, at that point, you know. Well, things ain't like that no more, you know, and there's nothing more frustrating uh, I think for a lot of union guys is, you know, to been brought up as a Democrat or whatever, but those Democrats don't exist no more. You know, I mean that that bunch of Democrats, you know, we've got such a new wave anymore that I don't even know what the politics are anymore. I don't even know if they are Democrats or Republicans or they're conservatives or liberals, you know, anymore. It's just I vote what I try to vote anymore what I think's the best and that's a pretty tough job to do anymore. Try trying to get to the bottom of it can be difficult. And it's tough. You can't get the true story. You can try. You got to watch all them channels like he's talking and try to decipher, you know, well, what's, you know, what do you think? Who's going to do the best here? And was that a lie about this guy or was that a lie about her? Or was this true? Is that true? Uh, who knows? I don't know. So, yeah. anyway. 
the thing about it is you have so many weak-minded individuals that will believe anything. And that's they, that's thank the, you. That's it. That's that's, that that's on it. the conservative side and that's on the liberal side. They'll just go with whatever's told to them. Well, either yeah. direction, whatever's been told to them, or however they you know raised. And just because you were raised one way, Democrat or Republican, open up your eyes and make your own decisions, you know, and then drop that down to your kids. And let your kids make your own decisions, you know. So I mean, I've got kid. My kids are four kids. And I got them on both sides of the fence right now. So. They don't never argue about it, but I know that they're on both sides of the fence, you know, and a lot of them because their husbands or whatever, but, uh, and that's okay. You know, I'm glad they're open-minded about it and voting their, right. what's best for them, you know, so, so, anyway. Hey, Jeff, hey, Jeff, you brought up the, I promise this is the last thing before we get in your story, but you brought up the, about the union. I had this guy from up north that came down duck hunting with me one time, and man, he was staunch union. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he must have led the union meetings. Probably like me. I'm pretty close cool <laughs> that, Rocky. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I got so sick of him talking about unions that night before we went hunting. I, I mean, I just mm-hmm. got sick of listening to it. That's just all hunting. You know, you know how you're with somebody and that they, they stay on one topic and they're, like, hyper-focused on that one topic. Right, right, right. You know, that, and you can't get them away from it. That's all that guy talked right. about. So the yeah. next day we yeah. go out hunting. He's still all the way to the blind in the truck talking about union, well, working for a union or working with the union. Yeah. And so, well, I got the decoys out. Oh, but I guess it was probably about, you know, when we start shooting in the heat of the season, about 630, 635. Well, about 7.15, I rolled out of my blind. This is 18 years ago. Stood up on uh, the side of the the, uh, the levee right there. Stood up, started smoking a cigarette. This is back when I used to smoke years ago when I was young. He said, hey, hey, get back down in here. Ducks are coming in. Man, there's ducks everywhere. Get in your blind. I said, no, man, I told you. I told you last night I was a part of the... The local guide union number four seven two five one zero Z. I said, "This is my." I said, "This is uh, negotiated cigarette break." Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. Stuck guide union cigarette break for the day. <laughs> he didn't say anything else about a union the rest of the time. That was it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> You know, you can get in that discussion, you know, back and forth with everybody. And it's just like, you know, ah, these guys, you know, and there's so many different, you know, we all live in the same world. If you work in, in, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in a sporting world, you got got hard workers, you got lazy people, you know, you got them in every aspect of the world. And so, so you know, and and usually the lazy people usually give the hard workers the bad, you know, the bad name or whatever. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's... uh, you know, there was always been an argument with the farmers up here. You know, I always argued, man, I'm all buddies. You know? Yeah, you union guys make this much, and you did this here. It's a dude who's been looking. I've been trying all my life to buy a $500,000 combine. I can't get the bank to loan my bond, man. You're, you know, and then I can't get that check and, and you know, that free check from the government in the mail, that subsidy check. You know, and it just goes back and forth, you know. Yeah, but you're getting up. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just goes back. So we have a blast. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, I'm one of my best <laughs> friends is a farmer. We just we do this constantly, you know. So yeah, it, but it's a lot of fun. We make a lot of fun with it. But but yeah, yeah. It, I've been involved in that. When you know, when I was uh, when I was young, and uh, uh, you know, I got involved in a lot of things with them, and I'm not real proud of it. But this way, things were built back then. You know, I mean, uh, you protected always... your work and did what you had. And... Yeah, I could be a smart ass in a subtle way though. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing. Yeah, that was a good thing. That was I would have laughed. <laughs> like I said, he didn't say anything else about about unions after that. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, so <laughs> back enough. to the story. Back to the story. Yes, People are sick of hearing us talk about this. All right, so I'm going to throw a uh, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. You didn't know this okay. was coming. I didn't tell you in pre-production. Well, you're going to tell me how great the St. Louis Blues are right now, right? Um, I'll let you keep the hockey too. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. We have no ice down here. <laughs> Most places in the United States, they don't. Most of the Canadian deal, but we're doing good right now. But go ahead. All right. So, last week, it was brought to my attention. It was after we recorded last week. A guy sent me a link to a story that was written about mm-hmm. your case. Mm-hmm. And you know the story because you've actually said the the title in the magazine of where that story was written a couple of times. And that mm-hmm. story was the International Game Wardens magazine. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right, look, if there's ever a time that I'm going to be tough on you, it's going to be this episode. And sure, it's not going right to be tough, but I'm, but I'm going to ask you a tough question because I, right if I don't ask you about this, I'm not doing my job. Exactly, ask whatever. Sure. Right. All right, so if and you read through that Austin article, Santel. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Seth Santel, right? Santel, yeah, out of Springfield, Illinois. Yes, sir. All right, and the reason this topic becomes so important to me is I actually just met with a federal game warden, uh, not in any kind of trouble, or mm-hmm. he's a reti- he's a t- retired federal game warden. He's been retired about ten years now, and the mm-hmm. topic of respecting the resource came up multiple, multiple times with this guy mm-hmm. over and over and over. And finally, about the sixth or seventh time, I said, you know, I understand what I think respecting the resource means. But from a federal game warden standpoint, what does respecting the resource mean to you? And he goes through this explanation, um, you know, he sits there, he talks for probably 20 minutes. And I'm going to tell you something. When this guy, hopefully, I hope he ends up deciding to come on the podcast and tell his story. Um, it's, it's, but he, 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 just this 20 minute speech of respecting the resource just got mm-hmm. me to thinking. Mm-hmm. Mixing in with the International Game Warden magazine, where they inter- mm-hmm. interviewed these federal game wardens. Mm hmm. Now, at the bottom of that article, and because the reason I bring this up, what this guy said in the article and what he told me about respecting the resource match up, okay? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm trying to go with this. Okay. All right. Well, at the bottom of that article, it talks about the – and this is their opinion. It's not mine. I'm not, I'm not stating my opinion mm-hmm. on this. Right. In, sure. in that, it said – the disrespect toward the animals that you were shooting. You had, you mm-hmm. had, um, you had uh, injured geese, injured ducks that um, 
I know in one instance, uh, put the Canada goose in the camera or something and uh-huh. then snapped his neck on camera. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, then a duck, I can't remember to let the duck lay there for 24 minutes, 20 minutes right next to you blind alive. And I can't, I can't, let me look it up because I don't want to be wrong about this. Cause to me, this is important and for people to hear because mm-hmm. I have a point to this whole story. Okay. Yeah. Right. Go right I know, I know this story by heart, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, he grabs a duck's neck, manipulates the head bird, looking at him and says, look at me when I'm talking to you. Continue to wag his head, neck, back and forth. He slaps the bird's head a couple of times, then playing the camera falls, opens the wounded duck's mouth several times, making a quacking sound. Now, here's the point that I bring up to you today. Your image back then. And what you did on camera, yes, it, it just is in the same sense that uh, Robertson became popular by biting the head of a duck and then cutting the gizzard open and showing peanuts uh-huh. and acorns and eating the peanut. Uh-huh. That that made him famous. But uh-huh. he did go to the hospital uh-huh. over the peanut deal. Yeah, yeah, I heard that, yeah. Yeah, and there was an image of Jeff Foles that you were putting out back then. The rough and tough kill them all guy. That's who you were. Uh-huh. That's the uh-huh. reason people love you. Nothing wrong with that. But I think that people that are sitting in a federal game warden office that have this all common belief of respect the resource, which I am totally on board with, do you think that that false image and that what you were putting out at the time led them to, to believe that you didn't respect the resource, and that's one of the reasons they came after you so hard. Well, I'll back up a little bit here. Um, I paid $3,500 for one for a duck and $3,500 for that goose you were talking about. Fine. In Canada for that. Plus, lost my uh, deal up front, uh, uh, just for those two each. And they had, when they got 3500 they went and got a, I'd have to look it up, but I've got the paperwork. They went and got to a college or something, a biologist, what kind of, you know, and they call it, un, I caused undue stress to that animal by holding it like that. And here's exactly what happened. When you're in Canada, and you're shooting eight birds apiece, and this is no excuse, this is just the way it is. I'm not making an excuse. And, and you've got these things, anybody coming in Canada will tell you, when they start coming, they come. They don't quit. And it's just a solid, you better be ready, because, you know, as soon as that one bunch, you may pick up half the bird, and another bunch is coming, and leave them lay and get the next bunch. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's a fast and furious type thing. And you got a lot of birds involved. So duck-wise, what I would do up there where, at the camp I was at, uh, I'd take five hunters in the morning, and five in the, and and another the, the guy's boy would take take five. And at the end of the day, if we didn't kill ducks that morning, and we tried not to, we tried not to kill ducks in the morning. That way, we'd kill up our geese and have geese done. And we'd go to a duck field in the evening, and I would take, you know, anywhere from like for say say ten guys and myself and layout lines. And duck hunting, I guess, sounds like a lot of people, but in Canada. 
you can hunt a half hour after dark, and I ain't kidding you, they're they're dumb, stupid, with mojos out there. So, so I got ten people out there. We got eighty eight birds, okay, in a matter of two or three hours. And 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 I know Bill, you've been involved in this. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, and anybody's hunting up there knows. So it is fast and furious. So let's just say you're hunting, and I know the duck deal exactly when it happened. It was in a barley, fresh cut barley field with a windrow of the barley. And when mm-hmm. you find a field like that, it is game on. You put your blinds underneath that windrow, they have no clue you're even there. If you put 20 people in, they got a clue you're there, and they're coming to eat that barley off that windrow. And, and they're going to eat it up. So they're, every duck in the country is coming if you find a situation. That's what we're in. So mm-hmm. you shoot down, the, you shoot these ducks, and no way with eight or ten guys shooting in a wad of 50, 75, 100 ducks, whatever, which I'm not going to disagree with anybody that says that ain't a big part of our duck problem in the States. It is, but it's legal, so that's what we're doing. So so anyway, we're doing this, and where do you think? you think there's any cripples out of 88 ducks shot sure. real fast? Sure. Where do you think that duck would hide? We're, 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 you know, a cripple, he's going to go underneath that barley and hide. Okay, so yep. here's what happened at the end of the story. The dog... I let my dog break, and I kept him in a, in a hide pooch about 25, 30, 40 yards behind him. Probably everybody's seen him. I let him break on purpose so he could get him, get in, get back. Okay? By the time he makes it to the blind, the shooting's over anyway. So, anyway, the dog goes out, gets as many as he can, comes back, and I may stop him if there's eight of them down. I may stop him and tell him to kennel because there's 100 more coming right now, and we'll pick him up in a little bit. Okay? So there's your minutes. There's your time wise goes by. 24 minutes and i don't know how they figured 24 minutes because we edit these videos and that's the only thing they had to go off of but anyway that's what they say that's fine so let's just do the duck field so the duck the ducks come in after the hunt we pick them all up we know we got some down here we stop the hunt we usually stop five or six birds short so then we go round them all up there's two or three to get a bunch comes in kill one boys or something okay so the dog's out there getting them all up and he's rounding them up and so he comes back we're loading stuff up, I remember, right? And I don't remember this duck being my blind, but he could have been. <clears throat> this duck could have been. But a lot of times, you bring him up. I'm calling. You can watch the videos and see it. I'll be calling. He brings him up right to the blind. I grab him, throw him down, and where are they going? They could be crippled. And I just threw the thing down because I'm calling the next bunch of ducks. And then the duck gets up. That very well could have. That's the goose story, what happened. But anyway, the duck story. Well, I, I've had ducks hung on a strap for an hour suddenly start moving you know exactly okay so so that happens the dog brings the duck into me i pick the duck up the cameraman's right on me right against me because they're picking stuff up he's right up there standing three foot from me and so i got the duck put the ducker in my and 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 the duck now let's start here here i'm i I didn't get surgery on this duck but that duck had a broken wing it wasn't sitting there with its you know breathing its last breath had a broken wing okay so the ducks had a broken wing. i got my hand and what exactly what I said was, and I don't remember opening the duck's mouth, maybe I did. What I did was I took a straight meat mallard duck call. It was on my lanyard, and I pecked him. I took it and just pecked him with that call. He's probably, that duck had probably pecked corn a lot harder than what I pecked him. Pecked him on the nose, on the bill, and said, that that straight meat mallard, that Benelli right there, was your demise, buddy, or something like that. And, I, and, and, and then I rang his neck. I rang his neck and killed him and throwed him down. Okay. How do you guys kill your ducks? That little tool you stick them in the head's okay. I don't like to bite their heads. I have before. I don't like doing that. 
so they don't taste too good. And they're probably full of disease. But how do you guys kill your ducks? Depends on exactly where I am and what the duck is, but I'll either swat the head on something or, or assuming there are no cameras, I won't do it on camera, I'll bite their heads. I mean, it's just yeah. a very okay. quick way. I don't, but how many, I don't like how many the people... neck because I don't like the appearance on the strap. Okay, it's, so all right, but, but a lot of people but, do that. Yeah, it's yeah. I've done it a million times. Exactly. Is it illegal? No. Okay. So, so is it worth wringing their neck, or is it worth taking their head and biting it or banging it against? Them? I don't see much difference, really. So, no. The goose. That was the duck. Okay. So the goose. I remember. I remember the goose like yesterday because I remember the, the situation. Because when I did this, people were just thought it was the greatest thing ever. They thought it was funny, hilarious, and whatever. The goose, same deal. A bunch of geese come in, six or eight of them, knock it down. Now, I remember my dog would always, always, Hawk would always go get the cripple first. I don't care where it was, he went and got the cripple. I mean, he retrieved a lot of them. So he goes and gets the cripple, brings the cripple back. There's probably 10, 15 hawkers coming. You can even watch this whole situation. I forget which video it's on. It's one of the videos. You can watch the whole thing. That's how they watched it. Okay, so that's how they got this. So you're digging when you get this, I think. Anyway, so he gets the goose and brings it back and brings the goose back. And I just grabbed it from his mouth because he's force broke. He ain't going to let loose of it and dropped the goose right there and pulled my blind lid and said, kennel. He takes off. Well, there's you can see the goose. The cameraman goes down to the goose. What do you think the goose did? The goose got up and walked off. Well, the wing broke. He's walking mm -hmm. right there. Ain't nothing wrong with The wing broke. Okay. So he's walking off of the deal. Okay. We get to next bunch of geese. The dog brings it in. Cameraman comes in. I think we were done with the hunt. The cameraman walks up the blind up there. Same thing. I picked it up from the dog and I shoved it wings and all. He's just right underneath my wing. I petted the thing. It's just like you know, when I couldn't see we were doing anything wrong. Just good. I think holy one underneath my arm, right there. And all I said was, he had the camera. I leaned down the camera and had a hold of his head. Didn't squeeze it. Nothing. Just had it right there. And I said, say hello out there in TV land, Mister Honker exactly what i said everybody laughed thought it was hilarious and i grabbed the goose rang his neck and throwed him down okay end of story my argument with that was undue stress so i said okay so when this goose come in and when he looked up and i've actually seen geese and anybody's had him close to him seen the deal you can see their eyeballs when they see you they're like oh you know <laughs> oh crap you know but anyway this goose comes in they take a 12-gauge, three-and-a-half-inch BBs and shoot this goose out of the air. And he's got no wings left, and he crashes to the ground. Probably had to hurt, right? Get your wing broke, fall to the ground. Now, here comes an 80-pound lab, 100 mile an hour, because you're standing up, because you're not just dead on the ground, and hits you hard as he can with his teeth and takes you rolling, and then he puts your, his mouth on and put teeth into you, and here he comes up. And then I pick him up and I hold him right there and said, so hello out there at TV land. And that caused undue stress more than the BBs and the dog and the falling to the ground. That was my biggest deal. So, so if they get mad over that, I guess they get mad over it. I still do say, don't Did you see show it on thing. TV or the that video? all on video. All on video. It was all on video. I think we all... The only people that ever said anything bad about... I've had a lot of things bad said. The only people that ever said anything bad about that was those game wardens. I mean, I, 
just as I said, I won't bite a head on camera. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think Phil Robertson should either. I mean, I, sometimes I think there are things that we get out there on camera, and it's gotten worse and worse, as y'all know, with, you know, YouTube and everyone carrying, mm-hmm. a, you know, mm-hmm. filming everything. Right. There are things. There are things we do in the field that make sense while we're in the field, and mm-hmm. that don't necessarily translate out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Those things you just described to me are a non-issue, but I can understand Reality. someone else. Someone else may have a differing. Just as I have that view of Phil Robertson biting heads on camera, other people will say, "Well, that's just stupid for you to think he shouldn't do that." Okay, mm-hmm. it's just an opinion, and, and it's, it's not a, the exact opinion. So. You it's not an not ethic like it. thing. It's a. It's a. Eh, that's probably not the way to go with this. That's all. So, but you may not like it, Bill. Yeah. If that same guy that the game warden throws him on the ground and, and a point blank takes a gun and blows his head off, right there, and kills him, puts him out of his misery that way, or if he takes takes a hatchet and chops his head off at the time right there, or <laughs> takes his foot and stomps it like you do a turkey when he's out there doing it. Right. Might not, so somewhere there has to be, you know, and when you kill a chicken, how do people kill chickens? I mean, I know how they do a slaughterhouse, but most people, you know, they wring your neck. Yeah. That was the way I was taught for all my sure. life. Ring your ring. I get what you're saying about it. They don't get on a strap knife. That's just, you know, but yeah, that, that that's is a, a common, the most that, common way to kill a, I, kill a I, duck I, or two I, is I agree 100%. Neck. I agree. So why is that? That's just a normal, like normal farming practice. It's a normal hunting practice. And, and frankly, so, if if you take a minute and teach people how to properly wring a neck, mm-hmm. I'd be all over you doing that on camera. Right, right. Because I watch every year; it never fails. I'll see several people that I have with me wring a duck's neck, and thirty minutes later, that duck stands up. Because so it ain't; it just went around in circles. Or yeah, or are <laughs> yeah. they? Or they rip the head off, you know. Right, exactly. Right. Which I mean, the guy that come up so with that, that little deal that that little deal that sticks in their head—that's a pretty good yeah. little deal to have on there, you know. That's a good little thing to have, you know. They didn't have that when I was doing this, you know. So I mean, I right. love it. That's a pretty good deal. I, I like it. and It's a good thing. But I mean, Jeff, Jeff, let me let me let me say this, Jeff. Okay, now I told that long, long story to, to get your opinion on. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That one gets me fired they, up. Sorry, all right, so so what I'm saying is they didn't convict you of – they didn't charge you with cruelty to an animal. They did not. With what? All I'm saying is – Yeah, they did. You may, yeah, they did. I got convicted. You may, well, they, they, they did. That's right, in Canada. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is – What I'm saying is – is if you piss off the wrong motivated person, they're mm-hmm. going to dig deep and find as many things wrong as possible that they can and charge you I, with that. I agree with that. But at the same time, yep. you got to go back to the beginning of this story, how it all started. Now, when they found out that wasn't right, they got mud on their face and they're looking now. So. Uh, you know, it's it's some things that have that have definitely. I, before we leave the, the the cruelty thing, I will say this. You know, there's been a couple of videos, Bill. You've probably seen them over the past year pop up on Duck South. You know, I remember one that popped up last summer. It was a, a guy being a smart ass. He had 
get ripped up. Oh, somebody's in the wind bad. Me, bro. I'm yeah. sorry. He, he had ripped a, a Canada's Canada goose's head off, and somebody to mm-hmm. the side of the camera, not in visual of the Canada goose, is blowing a goose call. You know, and then you know, I, I, I guess you know they kind of pulling a something to make the mouth move while the you know blowing the call to the side. Oh yeah, however they were doing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And or he was blowing through the the trachea of the Canada goose head that was hanging down. Wow, you remember seeing that video? No, you I know, get that. All, all, yeah. All, all all I'm saying is, yeah, I get. You know, I stuff, get that. stuff 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 like that at the end of the day. Jeez, and, and listen, I'm probably gonna have people. You're you're a puss, Rocky. You're a pussy. <laughs> you, you, you know, let that stuff be on social media. Well, you know and what? I'll tell you one of the folks out there, the reason I get so worked up about this is because it's just what I said, you know. I mean, the duck wasn't blood coming out of it. So, so what's different than that, you know, what's worse? What's that there? Or, okay, so I got I got $7,000 worth of fine for two birds, okay, for doing that, causing undue harm for them. Okay, so what's different than that? Then on the same hunt, the exact same hunt that those guys and anybody has seen it know that I follow guys five. It opens up with a duck. You've seen a lot of people do this. Opens up with a duck that ain't five five yards tops. I doubt he's that. And I pull up and boom, and this thing blows into a million pieces. And we turn around, and look, welcome to follow guys five, and that's how it starts. So what's worse that? Or me wringing that thing's neck. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, and that was okay. They never, they never said anything about that. But I don't I, I don't know. Well, I just, you uh, know, amongst the hunting public, there are plenty who didn't like that thing of, you, of that duck exploding. So we all know it uh-huh. happened times. But yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it was like, yes, you know. Uh, so there were people who didn't like it. But that's yeah. a nice piece. That's just... It is what yeah, it is. Yeah, and then there's, you know, the same thing. Robinson's been a time, you know, blew the head off of one. It went flying in slow motion that or whatever. We've all done this stuff. And, 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 and they, like, I'm going to say this. You cannot, it's just like politics we talked earlier. You're not going to satisfy everybody. Nope. But in this business, as you well know, you gotta, you're going for the majority. You know, you're going to go for the majority. And, uh, and that's mm-hmm. what I did back then. And yeah. I just hunted. I just hunted the way I hunt. I didn't do anything, change anything. I didn't do anything. I just hunted the way I hunted, you know. And mm-hmm. at the time, you're generally rolling, you're having fun, you just killed 30, 40 geese, you got a better right in your face and all this, and the dog brings this back and picks it up, you know. The goose is looking around like that, and I just popped down and said, say hello out there in TV land. He runs a camera right up to me, and I ran his neck. If that's a crime, I'm guilty of sin, man. There's a lot of things I'm guilty of, but I don't think that one there. Any of that was, you know, had to pertain to that. Hey, and that, that article you're talking about, Rocky, when you go back to that, and Lee Jones pointed that out to me, you know, before. I usually read the thing and got so mad over it. The, the main, I couldn't get past the part they said they were watching me. But Lee pointed that out the other day. At the bottom where he stated his opinion why I did this. You know, he was trying to fame and fortune and this and blah, 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 blah. blah. That's his opinion. That's not a court of law. It was just his opinion, you know. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. That and that opinion drove somebody to dig deeper into you and find all this stuff. Well, that's what I I don't think it helped anything, but I don't think they were, you know, number one, number one, if, if you're watching somebody, you know, here's what I get. I, I, I get there's good deals and stuff out there where they want to get the big guy and they're watching and watching and watching. They've got a guy playing there. I get how, I get how that works. But we're not drug dealers. We're, we're wildlife. We're, we're out hunting. It's not, this is not, if you, if they, if, if you're watching me and I'm doing something wrong, write me a ticket. Write me a ticket. Rock, drive the truck out there. Drive the truck. You said you're watching me in Canada. You had to be within, if you were watching me, you had the best binoculars in the world. You were parked two miles away. So, because you can see everybody up there. But if I was doing something wrong, you drive up there, drive to the hotel, and write me a freaking ticket. Don't wait until two years and go, well, oh, yeah. But you know why that is? Because they didn't. They, they either one didn't have anything, they didn't have anything, or they wasn't watching you. That, that's where I am on this whole thing, folks. Um, the best way, anyone who's raised children knows this, and anyone should know this, period. The best way to curb bad behavior is catch it early. So the first time there was an opportunity to write Jeff Foyles a ticket, and he's he's admitted there there were things he did that were absolutely counter to the game laws. Write the damn ticket. Do it again, write a much bigger ticket. Do it three times, man. I look, do whatever to him now. But right, Thank you, you have to at some point serve notice that don't don't follow me speeding to see if I do something else. Pull me over and write me a ticket. You know, in all, uh, in all those years in Canada, and in all those years, in all those years in Canada, I think we were stopped one time in Alberta. We were duck hunting. A guy looked at the ducks. They were in a big pile because it wasn't illegal. It's not illegal to do that up there at the time. But I don't know what it is now. And the guy said, "Okay, cool. You guys are all good." And uh, he said, "Just want to stop so he's staying. Basically, we want to visit the guy, you know, and just check his outfit or something." I think. Yeah. But didn't check her license or not. That was the only time I've ever been stopped in Canada ever. The other time, you know, down back at the duck club. Where it was right there, easy access. wasn't like we were a million miles from anywhere. We're easy access. Mm-hmm. They can watch you from any angle. I mean, they own the refuge right next to me. Stand on the railroad tracks and watch me. They could do whatever they wanted. They came four times and never wrote a ticket. The whole four times wasn't that wrong. All the birds were tagged. Everything was right. We didn't know they was there. I didn't know they just pull up at the end of the day. You know, but just do that. Pull in and and you know catch me. You know, do your job. Yeah. Do your mm-hmm. job. I'm going to check me every three days. But do your job. Don't come back three years later. Oh, well, we got you because we squeezed this guy, an 11-year-old kid, and he said that, you know, three years ago, you know, that, that you were in a blind and you shot two of his ducks. So, you know, and, 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 and 95% of those indictments, that's what it was. It was a party hunting thing. Right. So, yeah, Jeff, and, right, and, so, and I so. can't tell you, Rocky, who killed I can't tell you a hunt of last December I went and four of us in there. I can't come back. I don't remember. Did I kill two and, of your ducks out before we were all shooting? I, was, I don't know. Well, <laughs> we're, look, we're, 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 we're going to get back into the indictments. We're, we'll probably be next week. Uh, here, here's the other part of this. I, I probably I probably put the chicken before the egg in this story, okay? Well, no, let me that. just say that. I, I probably messed this up because... I put the chicken before the egg. Now, 
when, when, when talking about image, outside of the what we could be perceived as, as what could be perceived to somebody in their opinion as cruelty, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, let me say this. I think one of the biggest things that led them to you, talking about respecting the resource, and man, if you don't go back and listen, if not you directly, Jeff or Bill, if, if you, the audience, don't go back and listen to Ryan Warden's story this week as it pertains to what I'm about to talk about, what leads them to you. And, and, and what I mean by that is, Jeff, you put off an image of kill them all. Nothing wrong with that. You want to be known as the guy that kills all of them. You know, what was your branded saying on your videos? I mean, when I, when I jump up to kill him, I say kill him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you had a you had a branded saying that it that still today is used in the woods, in the in the field everywhere. What was that saying? I can't shout. I always say it, man, that was straight meat, you know. But I don't know. I don't. I got a bunch of them. I'm a hillbilly. I got a bunch of them. <laughs> can't kill them laid up on the couch either. <laughs> <laughs> but but your your brand and your image was a killer. Kill them all. You know, mm-hmm. if 40 come in, there better not be one that gets back out of here if it's eight of us hunting. You yeah, might, like better that. kill you them got no, you, got no, you got no survivors to go back and tell the story. They come back tomorrow and flare off of you. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. See, all right, this is my opinion. This is my opinion, Jeff, what I'm about to make. It may not be fact. So don't run away from this podcast and, well, Rocky said that this was a fact. No, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. You were putting off an image and a brand through your videos of Kill 'em All. Now, you were very, very, outside of videos, very respectful of the resource. I know that. I know that about you. But you knew that you had to put off an image or a brand to sell your... Yeah, not, and not put off, but you, you just put who you were on camera. Right. That's that's exactly how it was, right there. You you, you show people call it duck porn for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. Exactly. some duck porn is soft core. Mm-hmm. Yes. It never shows some of the things that happen in the season. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As that happens in adult flicks, and yeah, mm-hmm. he shows the whole deal. That triple X. So, so this is this is where my opinion comes in. This is this is strictly my opinion. I think mm-hmm. that the I think that there were people in in uh, positions of authority that were scared that there were going to be a lot of illegitimate Jeff Full imitators in the world that were not at the end of the day going to respect the resource and they were worried about that and so the way that you don't get people to copy jeff Foles anymore what do you do you put him in jail you you kill him you kill that image do you well, think i'm I, wrong I, is I that told, a wrong I, opinion well here, here's where here's where i'm at with that and i this that that what you just said there what you just said uh if that was the sole reason that they wanted that, they'd have done it way before about 14, 15 videos. They were done way before that. If that was the sole reason, 
they would have done that with her. What I think, I don't think, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I, it's in my mind 100%, and it's all in black and white paper, too. Nobody was, they didn't like what I was doing. But I wasn't doing nothing to stir, stir up a bucket. I wasn't going to stir the pot up hard enough to do anything here. Well, he, you know, he's under, you know, that part right there, there's no doubt about that in my mind. They didn't do nothing until, if you remember, you go back nine or ten podcasts at the beginning of this, a disgruntled ex-wife with a guy that was working for me who was trying to steal my business made a phone call to him. And about, you know, and the drugs and all the crap to get them involved. Now, once you get in this, now we got to do something. Now, that's when that opinion formed fast. Well, he thinks he's something. Let's just get him, you know. You know and, that's and what that's, I'm saying. That's, that, and that's exactly why I think it got pursued because they had egg on their face to start. Uh, I think they went in believing what she had told them, what he had told them, all that 100%. And... and they thought they was going to get a big dog with drugs and laundry money into Canada and doing all this, and he's got a border patrol agent help me. Oh, my God, you know, all this happening. That's what we're going after. You don't come in with flat jackets and all that and computer extras if you don't. So uh, then they get in and find out that's all crap. Well, what are we going to do now? We've already spent a ton of money on undercover work, sending these two officers up there in his club. We've sent them around the country. I mean, you can imagine what that costs. And we've had all this work and all these people come in and something's got to happen now. So, what we got? Well, we got really a lot right here. Let's start squeezing people. And the whole case was built on all those people. That's you know, so what they told them. So, and as it went along and they got told stuff, I think that's when they formed their opinion, as you say. And let's just show this guy. He thinks he's the badass of the waterfowl world. He thinks he's cocky and all this here. And if you go back and look at it, I mean, I guess that's probably the thing. And if I did, I'm so sorry because I didn't mean to be arrogant or cocky or nothing. It was just, we just killing stuff. You know what I mean? It was just, we had a video. This is, you know, it's part of the show. You know, so it's a character for Terry. Jeff, there's there's a okay. lot of girl, uh, a lot of girls. That there, There's a lot of guys. Guys, them too. Them too. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys in the Midwest that are guiding right now. That online, they portray uh, an image, an Uh image that goes back to the Jeff Foles days. Right. Listen, I'm I'm not trying to. I see it. I'm not trying to guilt trip you i'm not trying to Mm -hmm. make this heavy for you i'm not trying to do any of that okay Mm -hmm. i guess what i what i'm trying to get you to do is look right now i know i kind of know this the feds are parked out in the midwest Mm -hmm. that that nebraska kansas oklahoma corridor Mm -hmm. yeah there's a group of guys they just present this image online of kill them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And almost an image that if you're an outsider looking in outside the hunting world, disrespecting the sport, disrespecting sure, the, the, way, the way things, resource. The way things are today, I 100% agree with you. The way things are today. Mm-hmm. Jeff, I guess I want to end this podcast yeah, with yeah. you, with you speaking to this. How careful do these guys have to be? 
Well, you guys, I mean, the guys out there are doing this. The number one thing is what most people don't understand, you guys, is every, and I found that out the hard way just a few years back, every uh, DNR, police force, anything there is in this, they have a Facebook social media task force in place. All they do, whether it's one, five people, how many people it is, I know here in Illinois there is a task force. And I'm not necessarily coming out of my back of my head. This is the truth. I got told this, but, you know, two game wardens, and I got a ticket for this. So there's a Facebook task force out, out there that is doing nothing but watching what you post, watching everything you post. And don't think for one minute they're not. They're watching everything. And, I, and I'll tell you, if you don't think so, I'll, get, I'll, give you, I'll tell you what's happening. So if you start, you start portraying all this and you start lining those piles of geese up and all that, like you used to be able to do years ago, you better have them separated, you better have them tagged, and you're standing there with all them geese by yourself. Ain't a good thing no more. Or all them ducks by yourself no more. It, it, ain't, a, it ain't a good thing. But they're watching this, and it, you're growing heat to yourself when you do this. So I know it's an advertisement. I, you know, I wrote a book on that. But they are watching it. I tell you, if you don't think so, I'll give you a good one. Three years ago, good friend of mine, Stacy Ward from uh, Hadley Creek Outfitters, is probably the best North American whitetail outfitter around here in Pike County, Illinois. Killed a ton of big bucks. You probably, if you watch my Facebook, you see me share her stuff all the time. Anyway, Stacy's a good friend of mine. Last day of bow season, Jan- and it's like January 13th, January 15th, whatever it was. It is three degrees outside. Stacy's got a lot of deer. He calls me up and he said, you still got a bow tag, a doe tag, don't you? I said, yeah, a bow tag for does, you know, no buck tag. He goes, well, I got a bow tag for a buck and a doe. And he goes, I got a shotgun tag for a doe. So if you had a leftover shotgun permit uh, tag, you could kill a doe with it this last weekend. And it's Sunday. It's the very last day. It's three degrees outside. He calls me up and want to go hunting. I said, dude, it is three degrees. I don't care. Goes, I got 80 deer coming in this field. There's one big buck coming into it, but he's still got his rack. If he lost it yet, he's coming in, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you get you a dough. He goes, look, I've got all kinds of sandwiches. i got my Yeti full of sandwiches and stuff and sodas and all this. He goes, i got two Mr. Heaters, and we were at a round bale blind, but it wasn't a redneck blind. It was a Banks or something. It was a round of plastic that had uh, plexiglass windows with a perforated uh, see-through camo, you know, on it. So I said, all right, dude, I'll go. He said, all right, so... One o'clock, we loaded up. Now we got it. We got an orange vest, throwed it in there. Got all this. In. His wife, Michelle, drives us within three foot of through this. He had a corn food plot out there that had been brush hogged off. That's where all deer come. He had this right on the point of a corn. She drives us right to within three foot of that blind. All we did is get out and load our stuff. We got inside in there. First thing he did is he got in there. He fired up two uh, Mr. Heaters in there. Those little uh, round deals, anyway, he fires them up in there, and we're sitting there comfy as me. Well, that three degrees went to 55 real fast. So we shed our clothes off. We're in this round bale, private ground. Nobody can see in there. No tell if he's in there or not. It's even got the preparage camouflage. Okay, so we're inside this thing. So we're sitting there, and we ended up with 70, 80 deer around. Five at the end, we're like, we could have killed one. The Bucky talked about it, lost one side of his rack, so he didn't shoot it. The does were out there, and we all said, eating off the corn off the blind. So, I mean, it was that they were everywhere. And we were like, he goes, if you're going to kill one, I go, there ain't no way I'm cleaning one in three-degree weather. I had a good time. We sat there and <laughs> sandwiches. 
talk, and I took my phone, and I took a picture of Stacy sitting on that Yeti cooler with just maybe a hoodie on or something, smiling, laughing, had all the guns, bows, the bows lined up, and all this other stuff lined up. I just made a little clip and just said, having a great time here at Hadley Creek Outfitters, you know, last day, you know, seeing a lot of deer, blah, blah, blah. Stacy brought sandwiches. You know, just told a funny, good, wholesome, good story. On t- that was on Sunday. So Michelle comes back, picks us up after dark, after shooting time, picks us up. All the stuff's loaded, case, weight. She's three foot from the blind in the truck, rice warm truck. We go back to the house. Tuesday, Stacy calls me and says, Game Warren's coming down to your shop. I go, for what? And he goes, you're going to laugh. You took that picture and put it on Facebook? I said, yeah. He said, we didn't have our orange on inside that blind. I go, you've got to be kidding me. And he goes, I ain't kidding you. He goes, I ain't. He goes, I just left here. So anyway, I got down at my shop, and I seen there was two of them there, and I had something to do, and long story short, I ended up going to the shop. I went to the shop, and they came in. I knew both of them. They came in, they were very nice. They said, look, this is the nuttiest thing we've ever had to do, but we have a Facebook tax force saw this. You did not have your orange on in the blind. I said, dude, we're on private ground. We're inside the blind. It's 50 degrees in there. There's no way we had anything like that on, you know? And I said, who could see you, you know? God's the only one that could have seen us in this blind, you know. And I said, it didn't matter what we had on, you know. And he goes, I'm just telling you. He goes, we're going to go back. And, t-. and I said, well, yeah, I say we didn't. I'll bet to it. We didn't know. We didn't. We took it off because here's the heaters. Here's the, I had more pictures I'd taken. And I said, here's their old picture. You want to see one? Here's a book. Thursday, they came back and wrote us both tickets. <laughs> so if you always don't think, and they think how crazy that is, but I, and they don't like Stacy much more than they do me. But <laughs> but anyway, you. Hey, I, I, I want to say this. You know, is, Jeff, yeah, oh, they're watching. They're watching big time. Yeah, and, 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 and so are so other hunters. Yeah, oh it's man, it's me. They're watching big everybody. Time. Big time. I mean, and other hunters turn you in faster than anything. So. Exactly. Yeah. And here, here's the thing that the point that I want to make. I see all of these 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 tornadoing, uh, swinging huge flocks of geese, these cackler small geese coming into these these spreads and throughout the Midwest. Mm-hmm. These people post mm-hmm. these videos, eight or ten shooters shooting at these flocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because you run out in the field and pick them up and throw one behind Larry's blind, one behind Joe's blind, and one behind Mike's blind, that don't mean that's the ones they shot. And if they're watching you, they're going to bust your ass. It, it, yeah. Do I like that? Do I like that? No. No. I, I don't, I'm not saying I do. I, I'm going to say this. Last night, what, what made this really come to light to me Last night, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, flipping on the outdoor channel. A friend of yours and Bill's, mm-hmm. I'll just say that, had the show. And I, he's not going to care. It was Chad. It was Chad Belding. I was watching the foul life, and they were hunting. They were hunting mm-hmm. somewhere, and they were shooting geese. Well, it was about eight, eight or nine shooters on this hunt. Let me just tell you something. If they wanted to bust, bust that hunt, up wide open the feds. Mm-hmm. Wide they open. They could just take they could take the T V footage 
It's, mm-hmm. it's particular oh, yeah. in the cases that I've seen with Jeff, mm-hmm. particular in the cases that I've talked with Ryan about, Ryan Warden, which is mm-hmm. on right now. Dude, mm-hmm. they could kill some of these people. If that's oh, yeah. the case, and if they want to enforce it the same throughout everybody, I'm telling you, you better watch your ass. If you're guiding and, and making you, money off of hunts. Yeah. And if you don't think one of those five or six buddies he had with him or anybody else that's doing this, when it gets time down to it, they go, well, we about got him. We know something's wrong. If you don't think they won't go and squeeze that guy, lie to him, do whatever, he, you're going to jail, you're going to scare that guy half to death, and oh, yeah, well, yeah, he did kill four thousand one one guy there, you know, a month or two later when there's no way you can remember all that crap, they'll do it in a heartbeat. So, Man. I'm just I'm just telling you, that, that's where everybody, you know, everybody, you know, I would see this after it all happened to me, and I was like, these guys have no clue. It's party hey. hunting. You know, he, I even think uh, as Jeff talked earlier about when a bunch of birds are coming, there are a lot of times you shoot a volley and maybe you pick up a couple or maybe you look at, okay, these are all dead and we're not anywhere close to a limit, so you stay there. Here come more birds. You wait until later to pick everything up, assuming mm-hmm. there's no crook. Uh, mm-hmm. You do that on video? I can like it all day long. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. supposed to get out there and get them right then. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's when you're laying right there, you can see them. <laughs> the it's something we do all the time. I mean, my favorite blind, mm-hmm. I have to get out, get in a boat, and go pick up birds mm-hmm. every time, mm-hmm. unless we have a good dog in there. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. we're sitting there and there's not wind blowing them away, I mean, if ducks are just laying there. You dead, ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. We're going to wait a little while. Sure, you're going to drink coffee and wait till the next flock, and when you get a bunch down and the cripple out, you're going to go. Right. Uh, and, right, but and, okay, is, so, so tell me, tell me, let's, let's just wipe the law out of it. What's wrong with that? You didn't kill every limit. You knew which birds right. you shot. You're going to separate them as soon as you get to the blind. Everything's mm-hmm. all good with what you just said. But, they, it, but it, it, uh, that's what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks of it. Oh, no reason. if you're a duck hunter, a goose hunter, and you hunt with more than you by yourself, any people, one, two, four, anything, over one by yourself, I guarantee you write you a ticket any day of the week if he wants to, 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. You know what, though, Jeff, and I'm, I'm not being a smart-ass to you here. I'm really not. At the end of the day, then the, the, the judge isn't going to judge me on what, what I think is right or wrong. He's going to judge me on what He's going to judge you on what the law is. Mm-hmm. Says exactly. is right or yep. wrong. And listen, and, I... Hey, let me ask y'all. Let me ask y'all something. I want to, Jeff, just a yes or no answer. Bill, yet just a yes or no. At the end of the day, in in doing these stories with Jeff and with Brian, you know, I've heard people say, "Oh man, y'all are making federal game wardens look bad." That's not our goal. Is is no. that your goal, Jeff? No, uh-uh. no, no. I, I absolutely not. I, I mean, my goal is. Is I want this story out here, and hopefully it can help some people. You know, it can help the guy that did shoot over his limit to not do it. It can uh, don't be so quite so trusting as you were, and you know, and and figure this party hunting out. Just know that you know you're not just because it was me. Not I mean they'll get you tomorrow if they can. You know, so so you, this, this party hunting's a tough tough thing. So watch your you know watch your butt. You know I mean it's. Because it could be you. And, Bill, I know you're the same way. 
that's not no, the end goal of all this it, for it's you. Not just no, it's not just no, but hell no. I mean, I have a lot of close friends who are both federal and state wardens, and they're great people, and, and they do a very important work. Uh, no, that's where we differ. I think they're always it. right or that they don't sometimes overreach, and that's what we're talking about. Right. All right. I, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, if if you don't come away educated, take the take the personal federal game wardens or the state game wardens out of Ryan's or Jeff's story. If you don't come away better educated and are not, I don't want to say that you're scared into doing things right, but it 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 makes you think while you're in the field to mm-hmm. do things right. That's the whole purpose of this. It's the mm-hmm. whole purpose that they can bust you at any time. Even when yeah, you think that you're you doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the, yeah. the thing is, a whole lot of it you can avoid. You can still go hunt. You can still party hunt and all. But it, there are little things you can do to basically avoid putting yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of work, usually. Right. But uh, uh, and it takes not putting them on Facebook unless you know you're a hundred percent. If you're hundred yeah, percent, whatever. Like, like I won't. Like, if, I, I'll give you an example. Like, like say you kill a turkey out in the field there. I mean, you got to. I don't know how it is down there, but you got to tag it immediately. You know. So, uh-huh. but you don't. But you got to call in, get a confirmation number. You know. I usually won't take any pictures at all until all that's done. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want them next picking. I know how pictures can be blowed up. I know how they blew up pictures of mine and spent hours upon hours on one little clip, just going over and over and over and over and over. You know, next picking it. So. Man, you guys out there, I mean, you got that you got that, that bird you want to show off of. That's all cool. Do that. Most of all these cameras are automatic set. The guy that killed his limit and his limit's laying there, get him in the picture, too. Don't get in trouble, you know. Tag to separate him in the picture, do whatever. I mean, I've got pictures of 40 or 50 of them with me before, you know, before all this happened. But, uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. uh, this, you know, you got a bird down, a fish, you got whatever. I mean, it's... Don't think for one minute they aren't don't have a task force if that's all they are doing is looking for bingo got one so don't let that be you. What well, you know the turkey thing. This spring, I killed a turkey and where I was has no cell service and we check uh-huh. our birds online. I mean you can mm-hmm. check them online. You can call in. You can check them online. Or you can uh-huh. take them to a store, but it's got to point no one does that. I have no service. So I killed a bird. I take a couple of pictures. And when I get back to our cabin, I have Wi-Fi. So I get back to the cabin about 45 minutes later, and my wife takes the pictures, and all it's all nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I, she's about to post something. I said, no, wait. i got to check this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, it got me out of order. Not right. Right. Many times I've checked it right there over the bird while he's still flopping, and that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. To, right. Man, I'm a hundred percent legal before I've even told the bird. See how unethical you are. You're trying to call him in and tell him you got one. The bird's still flopping. He's still crippled. See, that's undue. <laughs> that you undue stress your problem. I'm listening to you check his dead butt in. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't bite his head, man. I just couldn't. <laughs> Hey, I, I will say this, and I'll, I'll close out with this one. Is last year I was in I was in Nebraska with a guy that I'd taken some old clients of mine to knock a bucket list hunt out, and 
you know, I pulled the guy, I pulled the guy to the side, uh, questioning about the birds and separation, blah blah blah. And and the guide was very passive, very passive. That well, the client's in charge of that bullshit. Buddy, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you you better okay. you better get it right. You got one chance to get this right. I'm not a game warden. The guys that are with me are not a game warden. But buddy, you, they don't accept stupidity in court and passiveness. You're in charge no. of that hunt. You're in charge of those birds, and you better get it right, or you're mm. you're gonna. At the end of the day, excuse me, Jeff. You're gonna you're gonna be in jail. You might be in jail yeah. like Jeff. Yeah. They yeah. don't play. No. 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 And and we go back to what I said. I've said it two or three times in all these podcasts. They have all the money, all the manpower, all the time. So you're not going to win this. And they, they don't accept passiveness. You. They don't accept no. passiveness or stupidity mm-hmm. as an excuse. Stupidity of the law, of the law is no excuse. Right. Nope. I've heard that before. And, <laughs> and a whole lot of dust hunters have absolutely no idea what the laws they are. No. You're right. This, this, what you're saying about that, what we've been talking about this whole time of party hunting, most, most, I'm not even going to give you a percentage, but I'm just going to say most. Duck hunters, when you tell them that, laugh at you. They laugh at yeah. you. What the hell are you talking about? There's no way you can do it. Well, I'm telling you, there's no way to write your ticket. You're looking at me, ain't you? Remember when I went to prison? Remember when I paid $100,000? Yeah. Look at them <laughs> indictments up. It's party hunting. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, 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 so yes, you can. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, do I think it's a loophole that's a very misused one by them? Yes, I do. I really do. You know, I mean, my opinion to be till the day I die. If you're in a you're in a blind, you're all together. You're in layout blind. Five of you, nobody else in the field. All I do, you get five limits out of that, and come out of there legal with all of these limits. Then there should be no tickets. Hey, everything's right. Ethically, I have no issues if, let's say, Jeff, you, you come to hunt with me and you never get to hunt, or, or uh-huh. anyone, uh-huh. you never get to go, an older person, uh-huh. young person, whatever. That's right. Right. I hunt every day, shoot my birds, too. We've got a Thank bunch you. of birds. I, that's being a gentleman, in my opinion. But it is illegal. It happens. It's illegal. So, it happens all the time, and, and they will get you for it. So, make sure you I'm know totally who's in blind with you if you do that. Well, you better stop <laughs> You're it. better off not do it. You better not be married to him, and you better be. Uh, <laughs> and, and if you are, you better have a really good relationship. <laughs> and they better be relation, not just your somebody you thinks your best buddy, because they right. will. They, you know, they will. They will get this turned around. Yep. Yep. Well, you guys, don't get to write look, the statement. <laughs> we will, next week, we will jump back into the indictments because, look, I, I, look I'm very passionate about people being right and respectful of the resources, something that I am very passionate about. And I, I'm sorry that we spent the whole podcast on that today. But, listen, I, I think that it's very important for people that's listening to this podcast to hear, no matter if you think you're doing it right, Somewhere, somehow, you better be right to the minutest detail because they're going to get you. They're going to get you. Or you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah but, you're exactly right. 
uh, next week. Hey, before we're we gonna... get off here, I gotta say one yeah, thing. Go you guys said, uh, this ain't got nothing to do with duck hunting on here. Ain't got nothing to do with our podcast. Hey, uh, Ramsey, I tell you something. After you're listening to this, I'm gonna get you some Brooks tangy ketchup. It's hard to find Brooks tangy ketchup. I'll find you some of that. You get me some Duke's mayonnaise. I never heard of this Duke's mayonnaise before, but I gotta, I gotta awesome. have some after he's talking about that. I never heard of it before. <laughs> I'm not, I don't use enough of it to know, but I guess I'm going to start. But he wanted tangy ketchup. I know the right ketchup for it. So if I can find it, I'll give it one benefit. That's good stuff. Oh, well. Jeff, yeah. Bill, thank you again. Look, next week, I promise, we're going to get back into the indictments. We're going to get back in. We're going to go into immunity. That's two things okay. that we're going to really, really get into back into this case next week okay. because it, um, I think that they both, well, of course, we know the indictments were a huge part of it. But I want, I want to spend some time, like I said, talking about immunity. Um, but again, guys, thank you again. I think today will be an awesome episode. A lot of people will listen to this, and I, I hope they'll take something away from it. But thank you again for being here. We want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. <laughs>